I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at PurePleasureShop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast on a Friday. Well, you might not be listening on a Friday, but we are doing this extra special bonus release, switching it up on ya. And I like are, this. Yeah, we like I to, like changing it up. We like to change it up. You know, variety is good, especially Plus, when it comes to sex. This human is an incredible person that do you remember when we were at our podcast retreat yeah. about my period and we were in her oh car my God, she and drove I was us ble- back. She drove us back and it was like I bled through like a super plus tampon. This she's isn't like, sexy I get it, talk. I but get it. This is human talk. Yeah. And she's like, don't worry. She drove and she she's she so had sweet. a baby. Yeah. Not she was a new mother. And she's like, don't worry about she's it. Like Mama Holly, but she's like our age. <laughs> she is and she's incredible. And yeah. just I just I'm saying that because I have a deep love for her because she's just a badass woman. She's awesome. Yeah. So this is we're talking about Holly Randall unfiltered podcast and as part of our Pleasure Podcast Network. We love our network. There's so many wonderful sex-positive podcasts in there, and we all have a different offering or niche or message, but it's all sex-positive. Uh, and we love you, Cam. Cam is the creator, uh, OG of our Pleasure Podcast Network from Sex Talk with My Mom. Uh, and we are highlighting certain podcasts in the network, but we love all of them. Uh, and for these special episodes, to maybe give you a little teaser, a teaser of other podcasts that we love that you can go and get other information beyond Shameless Sex. She's actually huge on YouTube She's and so she huge. got shut down for some bullshit recently. I read an article. They don't like they sex. They don't. But she's got millions of of YouTube watches and likes yeah. and different things. So that is her forte. Yeah. And she deserves so much credit because she's an OG and, in our industry. And she's on other outlets and we'll talk about how to find she those too. But from a photography background, yes, by the way. Yeah, she has a very extensive background in the photography world and then went into the porn world. So if you want to learn more about Holly, one, listen, because this is a nice like 10 to 12 minute clip from one of her episodes. Uh, but also she's been on our show before in episode 175. It's called Behind the Scenes with Porn Stars and Porn Shoots. And this is a long time ago because now we're at like episode 300 something. Uh, but you can listen to her on our show. We don't know how many episodes. Yeah. I'm like, is it well, because like we don't count the bonus episodes it's because true. they don't have a number and it's there's true. a lot of them. Like this is a bonus episode. Uh, so just just so y'all know, um, so we all know how porn is a dirty little secret that many people enjoy, but also publicly shun. There's all these things like they're all drug addicts and they're all choosing it because of trauma. And, and you know, it's there's not we're not highlighting the behind the scenes of why people might actually be really choosing this because they enjoy it or they make a lot of money uh, or really is something that turns them on or just lights them up in difficult life. Difficult to make a lot of money in porn. You totally. Have to be very- now. And 99.999% of them are not on any drugs at all. Yes, exactly. In this episode, we'll highlight some of those. I believe there's something about Bukaki in there, too. We were just <laughs> listening just now. I was like, did you say Bukaki? That's awesome. And so it's voices of actual sex workers, those who are active in the industry today. And what they have to say about the chosen profession really might surprise you. So listen in. That's true. Hosted by director and photographer Holly Randall, a 25-year veteran of the adult industry, this podcast interviews the people who make up this vastly misunderstood industry. 
from performers to directors to sex educators and therapists, this show explores the good and also the bad. And it talks about stories that lift the veil of secrecy surrounding porn to give a voice to those who truly understand what it's like to work in this thriving but highly stigmatized career. And we know, Amy, mm-hmm. we've had people on the show that are both porn directors and producers, so mm-hmm. I this is why I value Holly's work so much. Yeah. Forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to open your eyes and possibly change your mind. Holly Randall Unfiltered is available anywhere you listen to podcasts, as well as on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Find out more at hollyrandallunfiltered.com. And with that, here's a clip from one of our favorite episodes. It's episode number 262. That's 262 with adult superstar Adriana Chechik. All right, here we go. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. I am so excited about my guest today. She has been one of my most requested guests, and she's somebody I've wanted to have on the podcast for a long time. So I am absolutely so thrilled to have the one and only, like truly the fucking one and only, Adriana Chechek here today. Hi. <laughs> you look adorable as always. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my God. I love your outfit. Thank you. Um, so Adriana, I guess, God, where do we even start? I mean, you're such a big star now and um, I know you've done a ton of podcasts, mm-hmm. but I guess let's assume that someone has never seen any of your other interviews. Let's mm-hmm. just talk about the beginning. Like, let's talk about how you grew up and then how you got into adult. Okay. Um, so I grew up in, uh, in and out of foster care, uh, mainly in Pennsylvania. So East coast. Um, and it was a pretty crazy life. I think, um, I actually think everything I went through in my past was really, really set me up for porn because I learned how to say no. <laughs> That's yeah. I learned the rights and the, the wrongs. Thing. Yeah. And, um, from there, uh, when I was about 16, I emancipated myself from the state. Mm-hmm. So I had like all the privileges of an 18 year old and I worked at a restaurant for about a year. And then I went to college. I was in Drexel for, uh, bioengineering for a year, decided math was way too hard. <laughs> Tried to switch to biochem. Uh, and in the midst of being a biochem major, my girlfriend who was a stripper and I was strapped for cash, was like, oh, you should come work at the strip club. 
So I was one night into being a cocktail waitress, and I remember seeing her get off stage with all the money that she had. And my second night, I actually went up and started stripping, and the money was so good. I was having such a fun time. It's kind of the only time I've ever, like, let loose since I grew up um, mainly with, like, strict families. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, my first taste of freedom, and... I was making so much. I was just like, you know, I don't think I really want to go to school anymore. Yeah. So, so I went from there and traveled around the U.S. for about. Uh, so I started porn at 21. I started traveling around the U.S. at 20. So I did one full year of just travel stripping, which is amazing money. And you kind of follow like golf competitions, bikers. Um, so you make really good money. And then I ended up in Miami. I was partying a lot. And I started to get used to, like, sleeping all day, working all night. And for me, I figured out I'm the type of person that likes to be awake in the daylight, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think they call it seasonal depression. Mm. So I felt like I was kind of having, like, the seasonal depression. Um, And a gentleman came in and was like, hey, do you want to be in a movie? And I don't think I thought it was a porno. I was just like, sure, I'll be in a movie, thinking he was, like, lying or something. And I showed up to set, and it was the Bang Bros. Um, I think it was Come Fiesta, right? So they just, like, make you get tested the morning of, and mm-hmm. then they drive you to set. And you're like, oh, you're doing a porno. And I remember being like, hmm, okay. And I was like, what's the worst that can happen? And I remember specifically thinking in my mind, like, I don't have family that would be upset. The half-siblings I have were all really cool. And the only thing I could foresee in the future being an issue is if I wanted to have children, how would that affect my children? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I grew up in foster care babysitting. It was the best birth control. So (laughs) I never want kids. So I was like, okay, (laughs) fine, let's do this. But it it was just such a good experience that, you know, I was like able to to get paid a good amount of money, work at 8 a.m., be done by 5 p.m. and be sober. And I really say like moving forward, I'm like, Porn, in a way, I think helped save my life and put me on a good structure because my mother was addicted to drugs, is addicted to drugs. Um, People from my family are addicted to drugs, and I'm the only one that's not. And I think the structure of porn really is the reason why I didn't because you can't go to set fucked up. Like, yeah, maybe some girls show up that way, but it's very, very rare. And they don't do a good scene or they don't last. People don't hire them. Like, you really have to treat your body good to, to work. And yeah. I think that was like a blessing in disguise for me. I'm glad that you said that because that goes counter to what so many people think about porn. People yeah. think that everybody's on drugs. People think that it's like a big party scene and, you know, everybody's just like this damaged psycho deviant. And yeah. it. I try to explain to people, it's kind of one of the reasons I started this podcast, like it's such a job. It's such like a nine to five yeah, job. Yeah. Like you have to be there on time. And, you know, we have like a shot list of like things I have to hit and mm-hmm. I have to make sure, you know, like I generally have like a guide for my client of like all these things I have to do. It's not like just people like laying around. Get and there and like, party. Yeah, exactly. And I know some sets are like that I've heard, but yeah. like most sets and definitely like the more prestigious mainstream companies, they're, they're very structured. Yeah. I've only ever been on sets where it's like, um, 
people smoking weed. Yeah. And I've actually walked off three of those sets. Mm. Or I had a I had one of the crazier agents, but he was good in the sense I could call him mm-hmm. and he would lock it down. Like everyone would be terrified. But I will say one of my like funniest fan experiences was probably my blow bang. Mm-hmm. I had gotten a bunch of guys to do a fan blow bang. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I was like, I'll give you like a flashlight photo, you know, if you just want to come, come do it and I'll pay for your test. Mm-hmm. And I had, I think, 17 guys. Uh, three of them were virgins. And some of them flew all from different states to California to shoot this. And it was so wild because um, not only they were, were they really, really good, like they put me on, they put me on a, a spinning stool. And they were, like, spinning me around, like, fucking my face and everything like that. And it was so good. Like, at the end of it, um, I was like, wow, that's so good. And at the time, I had a boyfriend and an assistant. And I was like, whoa, this was so good. We, we filmed 58 minutes nonstop. Mm-hmm. Everyone came on time. And then my boyfriend at the time turns to me and he's like, mm, I gave everyone a Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he was like, I wanted to make sure you had a good day, you know? <laughs> But it's ironic because I find that fans sometimes are better than male performers because um, especially when it comes to like multiple guys and having to come on time because they're so excited. Yeah. They really want to try hard. Yeah. And then um, they don't have that kind of jaded, jaded mentality like, um, you know, I, I love our male performers, but to get them all to come when you want them to come if you're doing like multiple pop shots is really fucking hard you know some of them's like oh i need two minutes in the corner yeah so i find the fans are great because if they see another guy come on you they're like oh i'm done and then you know come on you so it's like perfect it is a weird like chain reaction isn't it it's like one guy comes like i've talked to people about bukkake like bukkake scenes like this and it's like a weird like one guy comes and then like all the rest of them like yeah yeah it's really bizarre yeah and then it's like the worst if somebody's got to take their like two minutes to themselves you know you're like oh everything was perfect I know. You know and then you have to sit there with all this cum on your face and you and it's starting to get cold and like yeah. maybe dry on your face and you're like come the fuck on dude yeah, and then yeah. like you're not in the moment anymore exactly exactly <laughs> with all your experience in the adult industry what is is there anything that you wish you had done differently is there anything you know now that you wish you had known getting in um uh there's two two big things I would have done differently um well well two things I wish I wish I could have known and stuff. Um, the first thing is, you know, I wish I would have thought more on not how the actions are going to impact my future um, and how people are going to view me for it, but how the emotions are going to impact my connection with others. Mm. So I often think, like, as a CEO, you, you sometimes sacrifice hanging out with your kids. Um, I worry, one of my biggest fears uh, that I'm trying to get over is, um, did I sacrifice my uh, emotional connection with people to do some of these firsts or to have true intimate passion with people for this type of career? Mm. Um, Because while I've experienced passion on camera and had very, very beautiful intimate moments, um, Adriana's gotten so big that it's a little hard to connect with anybody on my Mm. personal level now. Like. To meet somebody, you know, it, it, it sucks. Like if I go on a date, I, I often will get uh, plan a date with somebody. And then slowly the date will turn into being an hour later. Then it's 
eight o'clock at night, oh, meet me at a hotel. I get to the hotel, they just want to bang. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's taken a lot of, a lot of, um, I guess a lot of intimacy from me. Like people don't give me the respect of giving that, giving me the treat a woman how she should be treated moments. So that kind of sucks. Um, I'm hoping I'll get it. I have a fear, but, you know, maybe as I grow and change, um, and get older, I'll find somebody to do those things with. And then um, if I could take anything back in my career, it'd be the public actions that I did that weren't for companies. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I squirted on an escalator. Mm -hmm. While that did a lot for my brand in the sense of making me catapults and people were like, wow, this is crazy. What I realize now is those moments are actually hindering me from... um, average society wanting to work with me because they only see see me in that light Mm -hmm. um they also hinder me in a sense where you know people think to do those type of things you're a partier you're on drugs um so I wish that I was able to see my brand when I was younger so I could understand the impact of my actions on my brand at all times yeah so I could be a little more honed in because there's a difference in doing porn and and doing crazy things. And then there's also a difference between, like, living those crazy acts. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, now if I go out in public and I see girls, like, I, I, I went to a party and these girls were, like, fucking in the middle of the street. And, you know, I was like that. So I can understand the freeing exhibition of it. But at the same time, like, I'm just, like... Some people don't want to see that. Now you're exposing it to them. And, you know, like I kind of almost see some of the actions I had like as careless Mm -hmm. because I didn't think about anybody else around me. I just did it for the fun of it. Mm -hmm. So I would have had a little more respect and a little more um, awareness for other people. Two words, Chip. Mm. Bukaki. <laughs> I know. I just like saying bukkake. I forget what bukkake is. It, it, it's until... when you get all the, the jizzes on you. It's like you're yeah. laying there, you're in there getting all the jizzes on you. Which I like I, saying jizzes. That could be good for the skin. Uh, they say that not I'm good sure for the bunch... eyeball directly. I don't. Yeah. So I I disagree with that being good for your skin. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that from my skin it turns in like crusties. And I, I'm like... Well, yes, but I've never broken out anywhere from getting some bukkake well, gonna... on my. <laughs> b- bosom. You've never been bukkake. It takes more than one cock to bukkake mm, on mm. you. <laughs> oh, well, how do you know? Because you don't know what my last mo- Saturday night was like. I'm pretty sure it's like. multiple jizzes all like getting all up in your business. <laughs> I just appreciate how Holly. But really like dies in and, and opens up. It's not, it's not, she's so comfortable. It's not something that we typically get uh, the veil on, on, unlifted, un, unleashed, un, unfiltered. Un, well, it's like unveiled. <laughs> yeah. It's like the veil is usually it's, there. Yeah. But this is an unfiltered and realistic look into people that are working in this industry that I value because yeah. I watch porn. I love porn and I just appreciate her take her insight. She's so intelligent and she's extremely gifted and she knows how to talk to folks in the industry and make them feel comfortable. Yeah, she is not even like, Bukaki ha! We're, for us, we're like, Bukaki ha! <laughs> yeah. You know, for her, it's like, yeah, no, that's porn. And so, and she, she just, you know, she is helping the rest of the world see that porn performers or anyone in the industry, they're real humans with like actual experiences in and out uh, or on and off camera. Uh, and this is like the behind the scenes that everyone, I think probably should hear. Like if you're a consumer of porn, which most of y'all are in some, at some point in your life, you probably should be listening to this to have this understanding. Also learning the stories about how these actors were 
brought into the world. Yeah. It's really cool. And to learn how professional they are, how much they care about the work they're doing. Yeah. I think that's really important because they're real people. Yeah. Just like just like all of us. Mm-hmm. And they a lot of them really care. It's not just about the money. It's it's about providing a service to to a lot of us. It is. And I'm not real. I am robot. I am a robot and now. Robot <laughs> says that was a preview of another show in the Pleasure Podcast Network. Okay, I'll stop. Called Holly Randall Unfiltered. So y'all should go and listen to Holly Randall. Tune in every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts. All over. It's on all the apps. Go check it out and subscribe right now. The link is in the episode description. And go and get it. Go get it. Get Thank it. you, Holly. We love you, Holly. We love you, Pleasure Podcast. We love our listeners. And guess what? That's all there is for today. So we will see you next Tuesday for another episode of Shameless Sex. Or maybe a Friday. Or just whatever day you're listening. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com and for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.